It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available every morning, of course, on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcasts from. And a big shout-out, too, to our building industry friends who are listeners to the Real Estate Breakfast. Whether you are a builder, a sparky, a painter, a roofer or even a plasterer, whatever you are doing, have yourself a fantastic Wednesday. It is the 10th of May because it's not always easy putting that physical grunt into the building industry. In fact, this morning we are talking to Trudy, who is a hard-out renovator, and she is in Port Macquarie. And Trudy, welcome to the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. How hard are these early morning rises for you now that the temperature's getting a little cooler? Oh, look, it's always hard this time of year. It's starting to cool down. So, yeah, the cold mornings aren't fun, but we have lovely weather here in the winter, so it's uh, it's lovely during the day, but it's always hard in the morning. Yeah, Port Macquarie, uh, how long have you been there? Uh, we've lived here for just over four years now, from Melbourne originally, because of the cold weather we moved. Oh, yeah, how many people move because of the weather yeah. in Melbourne? So you've been doing some renovations and we're going to talk about that. And I I guess, you know, one of the things about uh, renovating is the physicality of it. Yes, it can be hard. We've got uh, some big days where we're moving tiles and pavers and concrete. And yeah, so you have some big days on the tools, that's for sure. All right. Well, we'll come back to Trudy in just a moment and we'll find out what she's been renovating and how many of them there are. Hey, if you've got a great real estate piece of information, we'd love to hear about it. It might be about a friend, a relative, a workmate, whatever it is, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. We talk to some of the most influential figures in the real estate industry, from leading commentators to investors to real estate principals, only on The Real Estate Podcast. Well, a fun fact for you from the 1960s, if you are in Melbourne, the Melbourne housing boom from the 1960s led to the development of large-scale apartment complexes such as high-rise flats in Carlton and Toorak, which were at the time criticised for their monotonous and boring design and lack of open spaces. That's what people thought about Carlton and Turak back in the day in the 1960s. Now, when you think of Bono, the Irish lead singer from U2, and Wayne Bennett, the Australian rugby league coach, you don't necessarily see anything that they may have in common. But I can tell you that today, May the 10th, they are sharing their birthday. And if you are celebrating your birthday today, many happy returns. It's the main centre forecast. And let's head around the country and have a look at our Wednesday weather lineup. And first we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. Expecting a mainly fine one and a temperature of 20 degrees. In Melbourne, expecting any rain to ease this morning and a temperature down to just 17. Brisbane, expecting a nice fine sunny day with 24. And in Perth, expecting a 90% 
20% chance of showers today and your top of 21 degrees. While we can't predict the future of the real estate market, we can provide insights on what's currently trending. With over 450 episodes designed for the astute property buyer, it's powerful information at your fingertips. And this morning we are catching up with Trudy Selleck from Port Macquarie. Now she's been very busy doing some renovations and she set up a company called the Lighthouse Design to renovate three houses and managed to sell each of them for a profit, I understand, Trudy. You've been busy with these renos, haven't you? Yes, I have. Um, I actually started uh, in Victoria before we moved up here, um, renovating down there. And uh, But since COVID hit, um, we have a, another business with my husband. Um, we weren't able to operate during that time because of shutdowns. We'd actually planned to buy a house. And as it turned out, it just happened the week before COVID hit, before the first lockdown. So we started off uh, doing that and um, I've continued on doing it since and he's continued on with the business. So we're sort of doing separate things now. So if you were able to speak to yourself before you did the very first reno, what would you say to yourself back then now that you've done so many of these renos? Um, Do as much education on renovating as you can before you start. And what has been some of those key things that you thought, gee, I wish I had have done a little bit more exploratory work on finding out some more information in this area? Some of the finishes. So um, like, for example, uh, this current one that I'm doing, um, we're laying travertine floors for the first time, whereas normally I would lay timber floors and haven't done it, you know, at all in, in a living area. So there's a lot more things to consider when laying tiles in a living area and think to what there are just in a bathroom. So it's, you know, you learn things on the go and it, the first time you do things, it always takes more time and costs more money, but it's education for the next time. Um, and, you know, it's all on the job training, you know, in that respect. Yeah. Now, last year we were talking about the, the whole renovation aspect. And then, of course, we had the the price of building costs going through the roof, uh, especially with the materials. So a lot of people sort of pulled back from renovating. But it sounds like you haven't. You've just kept on going. Yeah. And look, you know, in my experience, what I've been doing, there's some materials that have gone up timber in particular, which everyone knows about. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm using travertine flooring this time. Um, but overall, look, you know, there's price changes in, in everything, but I haven't noticed massive differences apart from timber um, in the products that I use. And, you know, a lot of that comes down to selection at the time. And if something's more expensive, then I'll just choose something else because, you know, in these ones, they're renovating for a profit. So it's, um, I don't use cheap materials. I, the homes that I renovate, higher spec, higher price point properties. So, you know, there's a lot of care and, and you know, and, and um, time that gets spent on selecting the finishes that I use in each of the homes. Yeah. And, you know, buyers with less money, they're always looking for cheaper properties that need work, but they should be aware, as you said from the outset, of potential costs of major renovations, because sometimes people go in and they look at that price point and they say, gee, we're getting that for a really good price, but they're just not doing the due diligence. And sometimes that can just really turn into a major headache a major event. 
Yeah, correct. I mean, you know, everyone should always get a pest and building report done on the property before they're buying it. A lot of vendors up here are actually providing those um, prior to sale. You know, with experience and things um, you find, you know, in this area, what, you know, is common in in these sorts of homes up here with different problems and things. But it's also like when you're renovating, um, you know, once you take the plaster off the walls, you never know what you're going to find. And, And that's when things crop up and you have to have contingency in your budget to allow for those things because it doesn't matter what it is. (laughs) Like something will come up and you just have to be prepared for that. What's the worst thing that you've found behind the walls? So far, um, so the very first house that we did, it was a split level over, you know, sort of three levels and there was one central wall going through all three levels and we were redesigning the bottom level um, for the master bedroom ensuite and discovered that the wall was out of square and then we went up to the next level and the wall was bending the other way and then when we got to the top level, it had bent the other way. So it was like a banana and that was where the stairwell was. (laughs) We spent lots of time correcting that wall um, so that it was plumb and rebuilt the stairwell. And so a lot of money was spent on the stairwell that no one would ever see. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you have to do that type of rectification work because you can't just put plaster back on the wall and it'll be okay again. So yeah, that's the worst one we've found so far. You know, you mentioned the word contingency, and I think a lot of people don't have a big enough contingency in their budget. Of course, the difference in cost between a minor renovation and a major one can be significant, and buyers really need to ensure that they're prepared with those proper building reports and the engineering reports. In terms of the contingency, what sort of percentage are you working with? Well, I'm not doing any structural renovation work, so there's nothing that's going needs to go through council for approval. It's just cosmetic. From that aspect, I, I couldn't comment. But on mine, I tend to work with 10%, and that generally covers me for most things. As I said, there's, there's some things that are just unforeseen, and you know you just have to cop it. But generally, that 10% a decent number to to work with. And then, you know, I, my budget's kind of flexible to in in what I'm, you know, I can pull back on, you know, spending on a, a nicer sink or a nicer bath or something like that if it means, you know, having some more money to cope with a rectification problem that needed to be fixed. So you have sold three, do I understand it correctly, you're on your fourth? Yeah, oh, so I've, I've sold uh, two up here. I'm working on my third up here, but yes, I we have done uh, another one down in Victoria previously. And what about the timeline? I mean, how fast are you becoming in terms of just the whole knowledge base? Because it's so much time management and that is so critical to making sure that it's a successful reno. Yes, that's that's right. Um, with this one, we had uh, an original timeline of four months um, from start to finish. Um, that has unfortunately pushed out to five months, <laughs> um, as happens, trying to get trades and things. It's, it's well under, like the first one we did in nine months. Um, the second one was a bit longer than that. That was a major, major changes that we, we made in that home. So that went a bit longer. So this is going to be the fastest one that we complete, provided we get it done <laughs> in the five months. We're due to go to, to list the property at the end of June is the, is the plan. And what, are you looking at different properties now? Yes. Yeah, I look all the time. It's a bit of an obsession. 
you're really into this whole renovation and there's no stopping you by the sound of things. So, well, thank you so much for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast this morning and just sharing a little bit of your story and uh, good luck with taking this current one to to market. I was just going to ask you before I let you go, Mm. in terms of carrying the the mortgage, how how much of a stress load is that with the, the rising temperature of the rates? Uh, yes, well, it, it is hurting a bit more now, <laughs> that's for sure, um, hence the shorter timeline. So, yeah, the holding cost is definitely the, the biggest thing. Uh, you want to keep keep that in check so that you're not just throwing money away, paying the banks back interest. Where there's a way, there's a will by the sound of it, Trudy. So good on you. Thanks again. Thanks so much for having me. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 